This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everybody. I hope the day is treating you well and you're having a great day. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your financial success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from what I'm talking about today. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. There's a little button in Spotify, Apple, or on the Captivate player if you're listening. Just click the share button, shoot it as an email, share it on your Facebook page, whatever, whatever you feel inclined to do, all right? If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk shop, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. And honestly, I want to thank all of you people who've been reaching out to me here lately. This podcasting thing has been a huge way for me to reach out. And honestly, I'm just flabbergasted every week at the amount of people that email me, ask me questions. I had a guy named CJ this week reach out to me. He's not a shop owner yet, but he's been listening to the podcast. He's been listening to the aftermarket radio network, and he's asking all the right question a year before he's ready to even open a shop. So that's that's not exactly what it's all about, but that's a big piece of it. We want to get you the information you need to make great decisions, okay? Before we get started with episode 51, Wishbone, I'd like to take a quick second to give a shout out and thank our sponsor, AutoLeak. Your auto repair business may not be as successful as you want, and a common reason why is because you don't have the right systems in place. Systems are important, people. This is why I need to tell you about AutoLeap. AutoLeap is a game-changing, easy-to-use, all-in-one shop management software. Many AutoLeap customers have doubled their revenue in the first 10 months and reduced admin work by 10-plus hours a week. Going from your current software to AutoLeap is like changing from a flip phone to a smartphone. Check them out at www.autoleap.com to see for yourself. And, and on a personal side note, I'm just continually impressed with AutoLeap is doing the programs that they have for, for shop owners and their product. So that's a little side note for me. If any of you are my current clients and you're listening to this or past clients and listen to this, my mantra for this year has been and will be don't put a wishbone where your backbone should be. And where this came about was is several years ago and and recently it just came up on my Facebook page cuz it it was it was that powerful of a meeting that after it was over I shared a picture of a wishbone on my Facebook page and was like, "Wow, listen to this." We were having a really really hard time or I should say we I was leaning into her pretty hard. Not in a loud, obnoxious way, but for several weeks, I'd been getting her to make a change in the business that she knew she needed to make. You know, my philosophy is, is how, how we turn uh, coal into diamonds is like slow, steady pressure over time, right? I'm not a big, I'm not a big get in your face person or coach. I can be if I need to be, if I need to pull, pull that hat out and wear it. I don't have a problem being that. I prefer not to, but if I need to, if I need to put steady pressure on you over time, then that's what I'm going to do. We'd been working on this for weeks. It was a personnel issue. And I really wished at the time I would have been doing Zoom and I really wished I would have recorded it. This would have been one of those magical moments to have on video just to, to share. And I would have loved to see the light bulb come on in her before she made this statement. I kind of knew that it clicked and I knew she was getting ready to do some great things. But her exact words were, Chris, I guess what you're really telling me is to stop putting a wishbone where my backbone should be. 
And I thought that was amazing. I never thought of it that way. And I want to say that without a doubt, probably 100% of the people out there listening at one point in their life have a wishbone where their backbone should be. And so hopefully today's episode gives you the oomph for the thought to, to, to grow a backbone. It's, it's many times as business owners, we're way too wishy-washy and we let things go for months and months and months when they should go quickly. Like we should make a decision and move on. And I know everybody's like, oh, Chris, it's easy for you to, you don't have, exactly, I don't have an emotional relationship with any of your people. And it's hard to have a business and have an emotional attachment to your people, especially when your people aren't pulling their weight. But that's a whole different episode. And so I thought about that more, some more. I did some research and hopefully I, I can deliver a great show today. So I thought about it some more. Now I'm going to go into how to grow a backbone. Chris, how do we grow a backbone? I can't take all the credit. I did some research and found a great book titled How to Grow a Backbone by Susan Marshall. In this book, in, in How to Grow a Backbone, Susan Marshall tells us why we need a strong backbone to thrive in the work world and what steps we need to take in order to develop it. So again, I highly recommend that you read it for yourself. I started reading it to help you, my listeners, but I ended up benefiting from it in some surprising ways. Yeah, believe, believe me, you need a backbone to be able to keep your head up in the auto repair industry. It's, it's a day-to-day struggle. You got you to gotta have that backbone. It helps support you, get your chest popped out there, and, and helps you make great decisions. Okay, so what is backbone? Marshall defines backbone as firm and resolute character. In action, she says, it might look and feel like courage, but the word integrity also describes someone with a strong backbone. My belief is that everyone can grow a backbone and that that business is a perfect place for you to learn how, hopefully sooner rather than later, okay? How much of a backbone do you have? This is a harsh question, but it's an important one. Actually, it's 11 questions. I came up with 11 questions for you to ask yourself or check this off as I go through this to see if you're backbone deficient. Okay. I don't want to say like boneless, but if you're, if you're backbone deficient, then maybe that means you're boneless. All right. So if you say yes to half of these, maybe even less than half of these, well, it's time to start growing the backbone. Okay. So I want you to, I'm going to pause a little bit after each one of these. I want you to think about it as we're going through it. Do you look at the world as if it's out to get you? Do you crumble when you get criticized or get negative feedback? More importantly, since no one loves to be criticized, do you have trouble pulling yourself back together after a day or two? Or do you let it linger? Still going on about it after it's it's done and passed. Do you spend a lot of time complaining about others in a non-constructive way? Do you worry too much about what other people think? Do you avoid taking a stand? Do your actions not match your stated goals? Do you let others distract you? Do you avoid all risk, even small ones? And and I'm not just saying no to them. I'm just like avoiding them altogether. Do you let your day rule you as opposed to you taking charge of what you do each day? Are you mean and nasty? And so this is not a question, but it's a question that leads into this next statement. So are you human? And, and by that, I mean that we all need help growing more backbone. It's normal to avoid risk and not want to get hurt. 
We just need to challenge ourselves periodically to take the more difficult route, the road less traveled, mainly because the advantages that can be gained by doing so. Like the lady that I was talking about earlier in the episode, I want to say we worked on this for like two, three months before she finally did what she needed to do. If you're able to say yes and move your business forward in a third of the amount of time, where can your business go? What can it be? And if you're, if you're backbone deficient, like we talked about, you're just holding your business back. Okay. So what are advantages of growing more backbone? People who act with integrity feel more in control of their environment. Feeling this way is an important component of a sense of well-being, okay? When what you do is in line with what you believe, your self-esteem's higher. If you're not wishy-washy, your self-esteem goes up. So although you're taking more risks, at the same time, you'll paradoxically feel less fear and anxiety in the long run. When you feel like you're in control of your environment, you'll be less likely to experience a sense of hopelessness, helplessness, and depression. Wow. Some of you shop owners are awesome and have a great outlook, but I will tell you, I get contacted like by a lot of shop owners who are hopelessness, helplessness, and depression. That's what rules their world. If you can control that and control your attitude and have a backbone, this in turn will make it easier for you to take on the, the challenges day-to-day as an auto repair shop owner. I mean, it's tough out there, man. There's, there's nothing easy about what we do. And my hat's off to all of you. If you if you hang your shingle up, so to speak, and start a repair shop, the good news is you can get help. There's there's ways for help, but that's that's a lot of responsibility because when you take that on, you take on all your customer issues, your employee issues, everything. There's a lot to that. There's three components of a backbone. According to Marshall, the three components are competence, the ability to take purposeful risks and confidence. So the first one was competence and the last one is confidence. So each component interacts with the other. You can start to work on one, but to have a fully developed backbone, you're going to have to have all three. Okay. So the first one was competence, right? So you need to be open to growing your ability in every aspect of your career and just not knowledge of your field. So seek out help in improving your leadership skills. Seek out help in improving your grasp of the financial numbers. There's several different areas that you can seek out help and and be more competent in your field. Also cultivate experience that will help your competence grow. You know, list all of your talents and abilities and be aware of how much you've accomplished in the past few years and make sure you know where you're going. Okay. Make a map. I'm going to talk about mind mapping here in a minute, but you know, have a map to show where you're headed. The second one is the ability to take purposeful risks. So Marshall says that it's the ability to engage in intelligent, purposeful ventures on behalf of your career. So by taking on appropriate challenges, you'll not only succeed some of the time, but you'll get practice in learning how to cope with setbacks, criticism, and disappointment. You're not going to win all the time. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to kick your teeth in, but you got to get back up and get back in there. Okay. Number three is confidence. And so confidence is a natural outgrowth of the first two components. And this will lead you to take on more challenges. So knowing that you can survive the negative consequences of the risk you have taken actually increase your courage and self-esteem, courage and self-esteem again. So having more confidence, of course, will make you more calmly confident in yourself and your abilities 
And and we're talking here about real confidence, not the blowhard facade of something that you see in nasty immature bullying. Sometimes repair shop owners can be a bully. Our leaders can be bullies. And, and that's why earlier I asked about that. Are you a nasty human being? I also want to talk about some suggestions from How to Grow a Backbone and, and maybe some examples that I've popped in here or inserted to help you relate as it, as it goes to the repair shop environment. So observe others and yourself. So I want you to, to be somebody that can step back and watch things around you and watch the pieces on the chessboard, okay? I also want you to listen carefully to the language that others use and work on making your own specific as possible. Watch body language for hints of what's really going on in your business. Also be aware that the nastiest people are often the most spineless. They know that it works in the short run to go with the low blow and that it makes them look good or at least to other spineless people. So if you have other spineless people in your business, that's something else you need to think about. How do we cultivate them? How do we get them to grow backbone? Or how do we get them out of the business? Take a lot of notes while you're standing back and and watching things. Take notes. I love that Marshall included this in there. I believe in the power of the written word and and how it sharpens your thoughts and helps you clarify things. Also remember what matters. I'm almost 50 and my memory's not quite what it used to be. So I send myself texts. I write myself notes. I send myself emails. There are things that happen all day that if I don't write those down and take good notes, I'll forget them. And there's some really, really important things happening in your life, my life, everybody's life every day that you can really use to your benefit if you just write it down and remember it. I talk to shop owners a lot and they're like, oh, I had a question, but I forgot. I did this, but I forgot. I'm like, hey, does your shirt shirt have a pocket in it? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, get a little notepad, put it in their pocket, get you a pen right there. And then if, if if it's a great idea and you're like, man, that's a great idea, then you should stop and write it down. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple examples of where taking notes can make a difference. Okay. So say you meet with your service advisor who talks about three changes that, that she or he'd like to see in the business. You take some really great notes and write, write them a brief email afterwards, thanking them for their meeting and summarizing those suggestions and asking her or him to let you know if you didn't understand it correctly. You have to make sure that what is said is what is heard. So think about that again for a minute. You have to make sure that what is said is what is heard. Like oftentimes when I'm in a coaching session, I'll repeat back to him and be like, hey, this is what I heard you say. Is that correct? And then I'll repeat it back. Okay. And so to finish out that thought, if you send that email later and you ask them to let you know if you didn't understand them correctly, that's also helpful later on when your service advisor asks why you made those changes in the business And where did that input come from? If it came from them, you can be like, hey, we had the meeting. I took the notes. I sent you the follow-up email. And you said, yes, that's what you heard. And so that's how I made those changes. So earlier we talked about mind mapping, or I mentioned mind mapping. So mind mapping helps you navigate through, you know, crazy, complex issues in life. Marshall points out in the book, it helps to empty out what's crammed into your cranium or to enhance the information you want to keep after you've sorted and organized it, and to allow for unhampered and undisciplined free association of thought with the assurance that by writing everything down, you can go back to sort, categorize, and make sense of what you produced. So we're going to write it down, and we're going to map it in our mind. 
I would challenge you to to use mind mapping to plan to w- what you want to accomplish in the next month or three month period. When you're done, you can then list and rank your priorities. Okay. Also make a mind map of your five-year plan. So one of the other things is, is you need to become clear on decisions you need to make and then make them. It's scary because choosing one step in favor of another always carries risk, right? But you have to learn to deal with anxiety that this brings. And, and in the long run, you'll find that making a decision feels better than not making one. So be aware that your day is filled with decisions, big and small. Often the small ones determine the trajectory of your day, right? So here's just kind of a crazy one. And I know as shop owners, some of us have short attention spans, but you know, here's, should I play this computer game or write during this free half hour? What do you do with the 30 minutes in your day? And also keep in mind that in some cases, there's no right or wrong decision. There's just the necessity of making a decision. So make the decision and move on, flip a coin, move on. Another thing is, is extract unimportant thoughts or issues from your priority list. Have a purpose for your thinking. Any information that doesn't work towards your purpose is at least for that moment extraneous, right? Once you've separated the issues out, throw them out either physically or mentally. If it doesn't matter, get rid of it. Also, advance with a purpose in mind. Always ask yourself, why am I doing this? When you meet with your team and or individuals for a specific purpose, make sure that the goal of the meeting is met. Come prepared with specific questions and make sure they get answered. A written agenda. If you have a weekly meeting with your technicians, if you have meetings with your service advisors, if you have weekly meetings with your employees, have a written agenda. Don't get sidetracked. Don't make a 15-minute meeting take 45 minutes because you're rambling. Trust me, I know I'm the world's worst rambler. I've got squirrel disease like you have no idea. Also, seek out people who are functioning successfully, who get the results that you'd like to get. Role models will influence you and inspire you. When you ask questions, ask purposeful, targeted, direct questions in a respectful way. Say you're conducting a job interview. Don't just worry about what they think of you and your repair shop. It's not about that. It's not about you selling the business. They're selling themselves to you. Don't accept facile answers. Probe or re-ask your question when needed, okay? Take the emotion out of it. And finally, this is not in a lot of business, but it's one that comes up. It comes up. I, it's, it was in the book. It's don't succumb to intimidation techniques from others. These people try to pull you into fights, either verbal, verbal fights, some physical altercations. You know, they, they have, there's like killer phrases is what we call them. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then that's when the fight starts. Marshall goes into detail about that. And I recommend that you read that if you're dealing with people who cope by using intimidation. Okay. Hopefully you got something out of this today. As shop owners, this is something we need to do. We need to make sure that we stand up for our business and and we're running it. So I really challenge you, don't put a wishbone where your backbone should be. Get out there, make the changes, okay? Hey, everybody, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen. If you haven't found us on Apple, Apple Podcasts, enter Spotify and followed us for free, then why not? Also, I want you to make sure and go out and check out some of the other great podcast episodes on the Aftermarket Radio Network. And by other episodes, I mean episodes from other speakers in the group. There's Hunt Demarest, some new ones coming out, some of Bob Greenwood's old episodes. Make sure you get out and listen to those, not just me. Of course, 
I'll always take a listen, but get out and learn something from somebody else. I'm also sure that there's someone you care about today who can benefit from the talk we had. Please feel free to share or forward this episode onto them as well. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or you have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me like so many of you have here lately. Chris at AutoFixSOS.com or give me a call 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.